0: Yeah, it's just gonna be a crazy day. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey everyone, it's the Comic Vine Weekly Podcast. I was gonna wait and see if you were gonna say anything, Matt. About how come I was taking so long to get started?
1: I am Tony Guerrero. Matt Elfring is here. When, when music is playing, you constantly break up. So this oh, is, that's
0: right. Can you can't uh, hear the music now? Can you or can you?
1: Can I you? I can barely hear you. It, it, you cut in and out when music's playing as well. So this is a fun day. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. So I'm in the studio re- in the studio recording. But I'm t- there's one little thing that's different. So whenever like the music plays, Matt can't hear it. And it's just like kind of weird because something changed on the other monitor. There's uh, this place is like crazy. There's just so many screens everywhere. But we are going to get started on Comic Talk. Actually, we got a little bit of news, not a whole lot. Go through some, the rest of the comics, go through some questions, and um, we should start talking about San Diego. Oh, no. no. There's not a whole lot to talk about. There's a little. Oh, things are starting, but yeah, because it's it's it's
1: less. Is it a month now? Less than a month? It's got to be. less. I, I, can, I can barely hear you if music's playing. What? When music's playing, you're like this. You're like, what? Uh, I, uh, what? Huh? What? That's what it sounds like when music's oh. playing and you're talking.
0: <laughs> so there's less than a month. All right. We had some technical problems. How long were we talking? Uh, 20-something minutes. Okay. Ugh. Something happened where, so we, we did our intro, which I think that still, still is, is saved. But something, it, it just it stopped recording. And I don't know if it's something with this computer. So you guys <clears throat> missed a lot. So I guess we're just going to have to zip through. Should we even talk about the news? We talked about the box office. We're not going to talk about that.
1: Finding Dory beat out uh, Independence Day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, by a c- lot.
0: Central Intelligence number three. The Shallows number four. pre pre-stated Jones, which Matt really wants to see. It's number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked so, about Ant Man news. It. What? So I don't want to see that. <laughs> I thought you wanted to see it. You want no. to see? No, uh, maybe I do. I don't know. People it looks in the bad. Coffin, I don't want to coffins see Coffins in the church. Oh, i so ticked off. <laughs> oh man. Then Peyton Reed's talked about Ant Man and Wasp. And so that, that movie comes out July 6, 2018. I said uh, it's going to be interesting because between Civil War and this movie, well, Avengers Infinity War Part 1 comes out May 4, 2018. And there's really no update what's, what, what's going on with Captain America and his fugitive team or, or the Avengers because we have Doctor Strange just November. Then next year we have Guardians of the Galaxy and then Thor Ragnarok in November. Mm-hmm. So I think there's only two. And I think Spider-Man. Civil War. Homecoming. So, oh, Homecoming. Yeah, so I guess maybe we'll get a little update there since Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to be in it. Pretty sure that's next year, right? Yeah. I think so, ne- next summer? I think so. So with with Ant-Man and Wasp, Scott Ling's an even bigger fugitive now, and I'm assuming it's because he was sided with Captain America and all, all that. Hope Van Dyne is going to be a lead in the movie. She's not going to be just a supporting character, so that's cool. And Michael Pena, which Matt said was, he thought was just okay in the first movie. There's okay, a, now Tony's lying. <laughs> there's a fighting chance that he and the others will be back in, in this one somehow. I mean, you got it. If, you, if Scott's still a fugitive, you, know, you need those guys, right? Yeah. Maybe they'll get superpowers somehow.
1: Really. Everyone gets superpowers. Yeah.
0: Superpowers for everyone. Uh, Thor Ragnarok begins filming in Australia on July 4th. And the, the filming is supposed to go through October and then production's carrying over into the new, new new year. And then that comes out November 3rd, 2017. Deadpool also begins filming in early 2017. And I don't think there's an official release date for that. So I, I think it's, it might be one of those. Because Fox had like two or three like, open slots. Yeah. So we're like, is one of those Gambit? Is that still happening? No one knows. All right, as far as comics, at least we didn't get very far in the comics talk, so we, we just got talking about all the news in San Diego, and oh, we t- oh man, we, all that Lego Avengers talk is gone about my daughter and I playing Lego Avengers. <laughs> 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 the,
1: the riveting tale of Tony's weekend with his daughter. Yeah, there's lost. Some, some,
0: something else we talked about. I don't remember. Anyways.
1: I, I, I dug a hole all weekend. I mean, we didn't talk about that, but I just want to let you know I dug a hole all weekend. Yeah. So for
0: comics, the DC Rebirth stuff, Action Comics, 958, Detective, 935, Flash, number one, Aquaman, number one, Wonder Woman, number one. We went in-depth on those with sl- slight spoilers on Friday's Supermassive. So if you are curious about those, check those out, especially now since we're like, like out of time. Um, We got Mm -hmm. five minutes left, and I can't see. So I can't even joke about that because people can see. Maybe we just play. Maybe I should just like get an old podcast and tack it on at the end. See if anyone notices. Here's your two two hour podcast.
1: They'll they'll notice. Maybe I guess I
0: hope. So first comic we started talking about Civil War II choosing sides. This is the now I have to say I, I didn't mention this before. These books sometimes tend to be just okay. These like kind of side stories. Most of the time, mm-hmm. it's like the front line ones, or like the Daily Bugle or whatever those, those things were. It's like it's it's great that you get the, the the focus on. I don't want to necessarily say lesser characters, but you know, it's not like Iron Man or Captain. You know, it's it's not people who are front and center. It's like some of the other characters. So it's cool that you get to see that. But sometimes the stories, eh, you know. So here. We have a Nick Fury one, Nick Fury Jr., Marcus Johnson. But what's cool is this is written and drawn by Declan Shelvy. And I I went on about this thing before about how Nick Fury Jr. is written very inconsistently in various comics. He's a guy that's only been in Shield for a couple weeks. You know, he's he's not Nick Fury. He's not cinematic universe Nick Fury, but some people write him like that. He's not written like that here. And What's interesting here is he's getting pulled into something. Some people have targeted him for some reason. a whole weird thing. I really have no idea what, what this means, why they want to kill him, what they're spouting, and what it's supposed to, you know. So I'm really intrigued by that. I liked it when the, the, the outfit that Nick Fury Jr. is wearing. When he goes into stealth mode, it's got the red logo. And if you look on the, the previews for next issue, you see Moon Knight has the same thing, too. So I wouldn't never associate Moon Knight with S.H.I.E.L.D., but I am definitely intrigued with what the heck that could mean. The second story is dealing with Night Thrasher. I'm confused with Night Thrasher because I thought he was dead, and then his brother took his place, and maybe his brother died. Now Night Thrasher's back. I guess it's a regular Night Thrasher, but it's what has he been doing all this time, and I don't think he was in a recent young... New Warriors, not young, young Justice, New Warriors comic. Mm-hmm. So this was just, I just thought this was just a, re- like, eh. You know, it, it's, it's important to see how the heroes fight for the civilians, save the civilian lives. You know, you see a different perspective versus being in the middle of the fight with all the, the main characters. Mm-hmm. But it's it just, this was just like Night Thrasher complaining about Tony Stark and how he doesn't like him and he's a big jerk and, and all that. Then, yeah,
1: I wasn't I wasn't too into this either. I was just kind of uh, waiting to get through it. Yeah. And then the last
0: story here is
1: Damage Control. Mhm. I heard of this book. So, I heard of this story. This this group. So you, I really enjoyed this. It was just it was fun. It's nice to see Damage Control back. Wasn't as I mean, it was a little bit more not serious. I don't want to say it. It was still kind of a humorous book, but it was a little bit more serious than previous incarnations. And they get a new mascot, which is a sentient uh, spoilers backhoe. Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. No one's gonna <laughs> you ruin my comic comments. There's a sentient bulldozer. That's uh, a it's a backhoe, I believe. Uh, sentient backhoe. You're backhoe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, these are the writers that are doing X Men ninety two, so it, it's they. I'm assuming they haven't written damage control before since I don't think they've written a whole lot or they haven't written a lot of Marvel stuff. So it was fine. I, I wouldn't mind seeing more damage control. I don't know how it would do if, if a damage control series would work, if people would, would go for that. But you know, you, I, I'd love to see it, but I don't think it would do that great. Because I mean, there, there's a whole group of characters. And, and that's what I thought was cool is, is that they actually bring a lot of the characters back you know it's not like well here's this idea let's just you know use idea of, of fixing things and go with that so they, they actually brought you know characters that mm-hmm. they should and I, there has not been any any update on on the damage control tv show but it's not an abc schedule there's been no mention yeah. of it so
1: wait did the uh the dc version of the damage control show come out yet i
0: there is that really bad trailer and yeah, I don't know if it's I I don't know if it's on NBC's schedule. I'm sure someone could look it up. NBC fall schedule. What was it called?
1: I don't even remember what it's called. Not that Powerless? Maybe it was Powerless. I think it was called a Derivative Television Derivative Television show.
0: Yeah, but that they were an insurance insurance company. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to click on this. Let's see if there's any videos in here. This is NBC's Shows upcoming. Wait, this this is like nothing. Wait, upcoming. They have eight shows. Where's their fall schedule? All. Okay, Ninja Warrior, Amazing Stories. Wasn't Amazing Stories like an old? Was not that like Steven Spielberg show? Yeah. Or
1: no, uh, there was the Jim the Jim Henson Storyteller show.
0: no there's I think Amazing Stories with 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 Spielberg, I believe. Well, there's something Amazing Stories with someone. Battlestar Galactica's <laughs> NBC. That can be on NBC. <laughs> Wait, wait what? are they this, rebooting this, it again? No, this is I know they're, they're doing a new Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wait, maybe this is old. Watch full episodes. Oh, cuz they they have the cape on here. Remember that show? That was like, "Oh four, god, yeah." Four episodes. I I really want to see Blind Spot. I missed missed that season. Okay, this NBC website is not giving me what I want. I looked up uh, See, I, I went to the fall 2016 lineup, and you go to NBC, and it, it doesn't give you what you want.
1: That's why you go to Google and type in fall.
0: Well, I, that's what I did. And the first thing that came up was, was NBC. So now I'm on, on TV line. All right. So let's see. Monday, what was it? We don't know what it's called. Powerless, maybe. The Voice, Timeless. Uh, Tuesday, The Voice, This Is Us, Chicago Fire, Wednesday, Blind Spot, Law & Order, Chicago PD, Superstore. No, that's, that's a, isn't that like the Costco show thing? I don't see it. Good place, Chicago Med, Blacklist, Caught Grimm, Camera, <laughs> Grim, Dateline, Sorry Live, Encores, not returning, unless it's gonna be a mid season, or it's just not happening. So there's a good waste of. <laughs> it's pow- It's called Powerless. I, is it?
1: Yeah. It? So. Who knows? So there's that. It's uh, gonna be bad, and I am gonna watch it. I know I usually don't judge things this early, but that trailer was woo. Yeah. All right. There's yeah. There's no air date set for the pilot so far. Uh, next comic. <laughs> Whatever.
0: The unbelievable Gwenpool. Uh-huh. Are you reading this? The series? No, it's
1: I, I'm, I'm Deadpool and Gwenpool and Gwen out. It's that Gwen. it has nothing to do with them. I, we're not getting back into this discussion. It's, this it's, this I, is
0: a character. Her name is Gwen. Poole. She's from from we're a, not getting back into universe. I'm
1: done with Deadpool and Gwen.
0: It is not Gwen Stacy. Don't care. It Has nothing to do with Gwen Stacy. Her, her name happens to be Gwen, so it's it's not like like every character that has the same first name is the same character. Just like Nick Fury, Nick Fury Jr., even though they want you to believe they're the same character, somehow. Anyways, I I think this this comic is hilarious. I I I dig it. I love the art. And you get some important things in this issue. Like, why, why does Gwen not have pants? Someone asked that on Twitter. There was a conversation. Why can't she have pants? And there's, there's a reason for it. And you didn't like the picture of MODOK with the glasses? I liked it,
1: but I, I don't care for the series. I don't want to read it. You're not even reading it. How do you know you don't care for I, it? Because read, I read the first issue. I don't, I'm, done, I'm just done with <laughs> those characters. Those characters. Why can't I not read a book because I don't like the character? It's a not. This isn't a character you've read before, it, but if something doesn't interest me, why? Why should I have to read it?
0: Because well, it's your job. No. And and you you like oh it's Deadpool it's it's Gwen Stacy it is neither. Oh that's fine. You miss miss out miss out on the funny.
1: You also should you also shouldn't uh try to like be like, oh, you're just missing out. Oh, you're you have a horrible life because you're not reading this one book. Yep. It is. Go back and dig in your holes. I did it, we finished. Yeah. The ramp looks great to our shed. Mm-hmm. Captain America Sam Wilson. This was This was weird. Yeah, because it's it's all like Sam Wilson giving a eulogy for James Rhodes and now, Okay, here's I'm not the biggest, uh, I don't know a lot about James Rhodes. I just know that he was Iron Man for a while in the late 70s, early 80s, some time in there. I, I don't know a lot about the character in his mythos. Were him and Sam friends? I don't think they were. They had yeah, like, the, they, the way this is set up, it seems like, they're, like they were best friends.
0: They had this, uh, this, this secret club because they're all African-American characters. Yeah. that's Because who, who was all in here? There was like someone else that was yep. kind of weird.
1: Black Panther, oh, brother are oh, about Blade,
0: like calling Blade for all, of, like oh, he's busy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Blade's not here right now. He's doing his job. <laughs> he, he's he's busy in that
0: that Blade Two Daughter comic that never came out that was announced back in oh, in New that's York Comic Con. Right. Yeah, there's something, and cause I even asked Marvel about that. They're like, oh no, it's it's still coming. It's like I don't think it's happening.
1: because yeah, because the comic words that like that he's involved so that that's it, like it's something that we supposedly should know. But he's like, he's involved in that severe thing happening right now. Yeah, but so it's like when, when that when that when they wrote that, I was like, I haven't seen Blade in a comic in a a while. And, and I think was Nick Fury Jr. there? I don't remember. Nick Fury Jr. was there, yes.
0: And Misty Knight. And who else was there? So it's Storm, it, yeah. Yeah. So Storm and Black Panther. No, no animosity or tension there at all. You know, it's, it's like, weird. Hey, it how feels you
1: doing? Very forced. So
0: I, I get what they're saying because you know, basically, there was that 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 message where Rhodey, you know, he was Iron Man, and they didn't make a big deal about it. He took the job. He didn't go out and, and brag about it. He, you know, and people didn't know because he was able to do the job. That you know, saying he's able to do job Tony Stark. That, that's not that's saying that much since Tony Stark was was a, a, a mess up back then, which is why he he was doing it. But mm-hmm. it was just this weird, it's like, yeah, if anyone's going to give a eulogy, it should be Tony Stark, but he was just so upset at the time he's going crazy, kidnapping innocent you know kids that just developed you know precognitive powers and stuff. So it was just it was weird because you know they're, they're trying to make this message about all these characters and their importance, and I totally get that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but it, it just and, and the thing is, because this was an Spencer, right? Uh, yes, it was. I'm sure. It just—it just felt very forced. Like let's let's ban all these characters who have nothing to do with each other except for the fact that they're you know the same ethnicity. And it's like I don't you know some of these characters I don't remember them ever talking. It's like did they have like Doctor Voodoo in here too? I think he was there. Yeah, because then they're, they're like oh he's in a happy place now and it's like what. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was it was really really bizarre, and I I really wanted to like this, but I felt I felt like this was really forced. I just and maybe it's because there is something between Sam and James. I'm just not aware about other than they're both heroes and black. I I mean that's
0: yeah. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, it's like I don't know about that. Deadpool v Gambit. I actually really enjoyed this. This
1: was (laughs) super weird. This was.
0: I uh, I love the part, the flashback part where Daredevil is like, like, oh, are you Spider Man, and he jumps down at him, and he's like, dirty dancing or something like that. And he just like flips them over his head, and they're just like chasing each other around the city, smashing through windows, and
1: they're destroying <laughs> every place they come in
0: contact with. It's like, what's going on? And I was like, and part of it's like, okay, well, maybe this is because. You uh, know, <laughs> Deadpool and Gambit well it starts out okay backing up Deadpool is in line for coffee and he sees Gambit and then there's like this tension <laughs> and like the one guy's like if you guys get in a fight you gotta get out of line <laughs> and then you get this whole thing and, and it is, it, it's, there's an explanation why it's so goofy but uh, I, I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would
1: I read it just you know this is I'm just like alright let's just give this a shot but it's and Deadpool it- but it's gambit. You're Deadpooled out. Yeah, but it's Gambit.
0: So, so I I recommend that the mm-hmm. next part two, issue part 2. Issue 2 comes out next week, I think. So, Doctor Strange I oh, I'm trying to think what happened to this issue cuz I I it turned out I didn't read issue 8, so I read 8 and 9 back to back. And it's just more of this
1: magic stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just I really tried with this series. Mysticism is not always my thing. It depends on who the character is. But I I just I can't it's not that I can't follow Doctor Strange. The books relatively easy to follow. I just I lost interest around issue 4. I, it's interesting that it's
0: I I I've I've read a lot of Doctor Strange in the past and and sometimes it gets a little where it's just like uh you know cuz it's like all this magical dimension going here or doing this and, you know, fighting this, this person, this is a little different because it is more grounded. And, you know, the, the fight is being brought to Stephen strange versus him going to some alternate, you know, reality or dimension or something like that. But it, it's weird that it's, it feels like it's still going because, you know, we're in issue nine. Plus we had the last days of magic. One shot was like oversized thing. And so what what's different about it is that, magic is being destroyed and like magic is almost gone. And so we have all this, this other stuff that's making it feel different than a regular Dr. Strange story. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just not sure where this is going to go. And cause it's like, are they going to actually get rid of magic? And then, so we'll see. Oh, what else we have? Mighty Thor. Return
1: of the I, real Thor. Yeah, Return of Jane Foster. Return of Russell Dodderman, who does an amazing job on this book with Matthew Wilson on colors. Mm-hmm. I was very... there's a It's a lot heavy setup with the kind of the 1% of the 1% bad guy group is the best way to put it. Uh, it wasn't... I, I just was not kind of into this story. Jane Foster's going with S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. I I feel like I've kind of... Maybe it was that two month break where I feel like I fell out of the character a bit. Well, because like Shield, they're like, you you have connections authority Thor. They, they
0: basically they don't necessarily kidnap Jane Foster, but they they kind of take her and like, you need to tell us wh- where is she and you know who is she and all this stuff. And and yeah, and Jane just like laughs at them. You know, they're like, you better tell us or else. And they're like like being so juvenile about it and you know, these random Shield agents. And she's just laughs at them. She's like, whatever. It's like, what are you gonna yeah. do to me? I have cancer. You can't do anything. Yeah. So we have that. We'll, we'll see where that.
1: I still, I still think it's a, it's a really well written, well drawn book. Uh, maybe this arc's gonna be amazing, but I don't know. Not the best kickoff for me. It's interesting, but I, it's not great. Yeah. Ms. Marvel. I really like this issue. Actually. Is this the one with I, the science fair? No, that was issue like five, was four, that last... three. That was really early on. Wait, what? No. Which one was this one? This is the one where it opens up with her, like great grandfather. Maybe I think it was her grandfather leaving Pakistan to come to or Pakistan to come to uh, America, and it's her and like her new sidekicks. Oh yeah, like Carol, Carol Danvers kind of like pushes her to go on her own, and so Kamala gets like her own like team of people to stop crimes from. Here's the thing I don't get about the issue though. They keep saying that, like, Ulysses knows that this is going to happen, but there's no, we don't, I don't think we ever saw Ulysses in the issue, and uh, it's I, just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm missing out, I thought Ulysses only got big impressions. He didn't get, like, little tiny ones, like some guy stole a tank. I don't know. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: It's- so, the, the, my problem with the issue is the fact that I feel like this whole Ulysses thing is underexplained.
0: Yeah, it, I think it, it's almost like they're using him as a driving force for different things. Because yeah, the there is there's a whole bunch of like like oh this is happening, we got to run over here now, we got to go over here now, we got to do this and and yeah, so it's it's because it's almost like the, he's having a lot of visions unless it's like just things tied in and he can I don't even know.
1: I thought he only could have well, I thought only he you know, the only visions he had so far were the celestial. Being, was it, in the first issue or Zero issue? And then Thanos. Thanos. Okay, so he said three. Thanos, and then the newest one was Hulk. Yeah. But it seemed like that was the only Vision seems... I don't know. This character is just... Maybe I need to be reading every Marvel comic to understand this character more, but...
0: Because, well, I mean, he has his own, the, like, the, the whatever series, the digital infinite series, but there's... Oh, I there's, have not been reading But there, there's nothing explained there. It's, you know, it's it's still you know, that's before I think before his, he
1: really uses his powers. So the thing is nothing, not everything has to be explained to me, but if you're, or to the reader in general, but if you're going to do something that involves the character's powers in depth or the having the reader needs to have a whole bunch of like backstory to the character, then you need to explain those things. I feel like I'm just left out to dry with a lot of this. Uh, Regardless, aside from that point, this Miss Marvel issue is a lot of like I still love this book. I think it's just such a warm and inclusive series. I it's just a really great book. Yeah. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. I was super waiting for you to get this one. This was my This might have been my favorite Marvel book of the week. Yeah, this second was, favorite. This was.
0: I think this might be my favorite of the week. It, it was. It was just so. There wasn't a whole lot that happened. I mean, basically, there, were, uh-huh. there was a fight. Power Man, Iron Fist fight, manslaughter, Mardigan, or what's his name, and
1: and then, <laughs> the other Power Man.
0: And then there, there's, there's basically talk or a radio disc jockey, you know, talk show. They're talking about the fight, and you get different perspectives and all this. And it's just Danny Rand being Danny and <laughs> free <laughs> but publicity. Seat, but no seatbelts in the
1: the uh, the Power Fist car.
0: Yeah. And just, just the, the banter between the two, and uh, it, this was this I yeah I cannot recommend this one highly. This might be my one of my favorite books. Was it my favorite book of the week? I don't know if I'd go that far, but
1: it's it's tied.
0: It's it's, it's very entertaining. It's yeah, it's it's really good. So I recommend reading this series if you're not reading it already. So there's not much more to, to say about it. it was, it's just good stuff. I looked at star Wars force
1: awakens and It's just, I don't, it, it feels like it's just too late for this. It's too late. And also if I want star Wars force awakens at this point, I'll watch the movie again. Yeah, and it,
0: that's kind of how I felt reading this issue. It's on Blu-ray. It's on, on demand. I mean, the only thing if, if they were to like expand on certain scenes or delve yeah. into stuff or, or like, okay, we're going based on the script, not on what, you know, there's stuff that was cut out or, but it, I mean, I didn't, I admit, I didn't read it. I, I flipped through it. I, I looked at it and, and, you know, read some of the dialogue to see. But yeah, there's, I don't know.
1: I read it and it felt like uh, the writer Chuck Wendig watched the movie and based, like, it just summed up the like the first act of the movie pretty much. Because
0: he's the guy, I think, that wrote that Aftermath book. He writes a lot of the books, yeah. Yeah. And Aftermath book, I I didn't get into it that much. I yeah. didn't, didn't really care for it.
1: So. I'm still working on what the bloodlines one, the sequel to that uh, the princess Leia one totally awesome Hulk. Uh, I have mixed feelings because I feel like this was a book that Marvel fans kind of need to read because of where Bruce Banner has been. And because there's things coming down the line with Bruce Banner in civil war. But at the same time, it felt like there was a lot of uninteresting moments. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of Alan Davis' art either. That's I love that's it. Ju- I know you love it, but that's just me. Yeah. So it's uh, Bruce Banner's been gone for whatever months. Eight months has it been? I uh, think they uh, mentioned I, it.
0: It's something like, I mean, since probably Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, and so, I mean Secret
1: Wars. They need Bruce. Somebody needed Bruce Banner. I forgot the opening of it, but uh, Am- Amadeus Cho explains to him, you know. That he doesn't have Hulk inside of him anymore, so Bruce Banner kind of does things that he's, you know, not been able to do forever because of his anger and turning into the Hulk, which also includes gambling. I kind of like that moment where he goes to Las Vegas and everybody just runs out. Well, because what it, what, it, what it, he's doing, he, I
0: think he's he's looking for dangerous situations. Yeah, and you know, so he he knows that He's oh, counting cards, whatever. That's not a big deal because he knows if he does that, that you know,
1: they'll turn into the Hulk. Yeah, well, no, get beat they're, up yeah they're
0: gonna be like, you can't do that, you're gonna do it and then and, and nothing's working, you know. He's mm-hmm. so like you know, he he's out in the wilderness and a bear comes attacking bear? him and he's
1: he's laughing about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I did I did like that and I forgot how it ended though. Well, I don't have it we, in front of me either. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Okay, what about Ultimates? ultimates i really 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 liked uh i know tony's this isn't one of your favorite you're not a big fan of this right the series not a huge fan not a huge fan so this one kind of covers why the ultimates came together it it jumps back and forth in time which is a little annoying (laughs) to say the least but it's carol danvers putting together this team the thing I, i don't like is there's this you like this NSA or national security council meeting thing. And it feels like they're the ones pulling the strings on the ultimates. And I I think that addition to this, it's just a little too much for me personally. I think the book works fine on its own. So this kind of covers how the team was put together, why the team came, why the team was started and up until Thanos. So there's a little bit of aftermath from Thanos, but it's more about, getting a little bit deeper into each of these characters, which I like because it is a pretty diverse team of like B and C-list characters that we don't really ever see. So it's kind of nice to get into their heads a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Once again, Kenneth Rockerford and Dan Brown just do a stellar job on art. So I, this, you know what? After kind of like flipping through this again while I was talking about it, uh, Power Man Iron Fist, my favorite of the week. This is my second favorite because I just don't like that whole... Oh, the government controls this group in space. Like, I don't know if that's what they're they're going for there. I just don't like that concept at all. Yeah. I'm so sick of government controlling superhero teams. Yeah. Um, Uncanny
0: Avengers. Uh, I did not read this. Uh, I somehow I missed uh, issue nine. Mm-hmm. Issue nine and ten deals with the return of Hank Pym. Really? So. Hank died in that Rage of Ultron hardcover that Rick Remender yeah. wrote. So, because there was questions like, is, is that canon or not? And so I guess, you know, he did. Because there's really no mention in comics about Hank's dead. Mm-hmm. And and it was weird because the Avengers and that team, like like Thor, you know, Jane Foster Thor and Falcon, they were all on a team. But Jane wasn't, on, you know, Thor wasn't part of the Avengers in the comics yet. So it's like, wait, what's going on? Is, is this happening? Is this just a one-shot, self-contained story? Because the same thing with like the, that Spider-Man family business one that I really, mm. really enjoyed that. But that was like an out of continuity. It's like, what? Spider-Man has a sister? Maybe? No? What? And so I thought it was just like, this is just an original graphic novel, hardcover, just telling a story. and But I guess it, it does matter. So we have Hank Pym and just some crazy things happen there. So I, I would recommend checking that out. Um, Web Warriors. I'm I'm just surprised, I, I just I, I'm having problem with this, you know, getting into it. It's like I'll I'll I'll, I'll read it, and it's just like eh, I don't know what it is. There's something there because I obviously I loved Spider-Man and Spider-related characters, or something about about it is throwing me off.
1: All right, DC Justice League fifty-two. This was DC's uh, non-Rebirth best book of the week. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So we had
0: Dan Jergens writing it, which, you know, I it I I get excited now. You know, I I feel like Dan Jergens is is he's back essentially to me. Yeah, because you know he he you know he's been back for for a while, but now it's it's like he's getting back into his groove. Yeah. And you know whether it's just the Rebirth feel and and you know maybe it's like he's getting excited too. I don't know. But this, it just felt right, and then Tom Grummet, I, I, liked, I really like Tom Grummet's art. Um, you know, he, cause
1: he, yeah, I really liked it on this issue. He,
0: I remember him from like Superboy, like right after Death of Superman, you know, Reign of Superman, and stuff like that. And he's just done a bunch of stuff. So it was just basically it, it. deals with Lex Luthor becoming Superman that we saw in Action Comics, and it's just I, there you see a, a little bit of, of Lex that you know you're you're not expecting. And I, I don't there's, talk to, about him uh, some, or anything. There's
1: some old Lex in this issue. Yeah, so
0: I, I, I really en- enjoyed that. So I th- mm-hmm. thought it was good.
1: Same here. This was a really nice way to kind of end the, the book while connecting to other stories that they just put out. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn,
0: uh, big, giant, like, transformer, robo-suit type things. That, that's, that's really all you need to know, that she goes up against that. It's different things happening. Big crazy craziness. I'm trying to think of Deathstroke was
1: great, great art. I couldn't get through it though. Yeah, this, I've,
0: this story started off really, really strongly. I mean, and it's still going, which is weird because there's still at least another issue. The stuff mm-hmm. with, with Slade looking for Rose, his daughter, and then basically he has to agree to do something in order to save her life, which could have some. Bit, you know, should have big repercussions for him, and whether or not those will carry over, I'm not, not sure. So we have that. Uh, Cyborg. I don't even... Yeah.
1: I don't know how I feel about mm-hmm. this. I think I liked the first issue of this series, and then from there, it was a pretty steady decline. Because this one was written by Marv Wolfman. Yeah. So I don't well, know... Wolfman's been on, I think, for a couple issues okay, now. Okay, because I, I know
0: David Walker left, and I'm not sure exactly when that happened. I just I haven't been keeping up. But, yeah, this one, I just, yeah, it didn't really do anything for me because we got these other people. And,
1: and that stinks, I think, because Walker, like, although that first arc, I kind of had a problem. It, was, it went too big, too fast, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it started but...
0: strongly, and then it's just like, well, where is this going to go? And But all the prosthetics and the cybernetics and mm-hmm. and then that, that alien race, which is like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, I I felt like when he was in that first issue, when he's hitting on the idea that Cyborg is a human, but also a robot, like, and how do you deal with that? Like, that could have made, if that was the central idea, that could have made a really strong book. Mm -hmm. But it became, it became, you know, a back piece to this whole, this whole book immediately. Teen Titans, did you read this? No, I've I don't think I've read a
0: Teen Titans book in a long time. So this had uh what is it, Monsieur Mala and the brain? Mm-hmm. You know, the the giant
1: I, the giant gorilla with a the, the cap on.
0: Yeah. So right there it's weird. You know, there's a fight between them and yes, you know, all of this stuff happens. But where it gets interesting is basically Red Robin gets taken at the end and who Takes him is, is like, hmm. What are you, what are you gonna do with this? So that's all I'm gonna say about that. Red Robin, son of or Red Robin, Robin, son of Batman. Guess this is the last uh, last issue.
1: More mysticism stuff.
0: This is just a weird book because I mean, yeah. And I, I forget how long Ray Fox has been writing it, but it's just it, it seems weird. Damien would be doing all these adventures on his own, and the way he just randomly c- talks to you know Bruce and Talia and. Nah, eh. I don't know. Uh, Suicide Squad, Most Wanted, Deadshot, Katana. I really wish this was two separate series, because you know, I, I, I like the the Deadshot story, and um, obviously because it's it's Bucciado, But I, I really enjoy the art, Victor Bogdanovic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. I, I know it's not not really good to compare artists, but he has a Greg Capullo style so i don't think that's a bad thing to say but I, I i dug that story the katana one i just couldn't really get into so that was uh, i think that's the la- yeah that's the last issue of that
1: you reading red thorn i did not get to this week's issue i have been okay but it's it's gotten uh a little little bizarre yeah. i knew like it was a book about kind of myth, uh, like mythology and legends but the past couple issues kind of got like really weird with i don't i don't even i know it's been a month but i don't want to give away some of the stuff but some of the things that have happened it's kind of gotten like what's going on i'm a bit confused with the series uh archie number nine
0: you keeping up on archie
1: i am on number eight
0: i have number nine so this deals with Veronica and you know just basically Archie and Veronica coming from different worlds and and Veronica trying to understand like Archie's life and his you know with his family and that. So it's there's there's some some good moments in, in that. Uh is there anything else?
1: Uh Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay.
0: I'm behind on that.
1: This is a good issue. It kind of deals with more of the fallout with the Green Ranger and uh, something huge happens at the end of the issue. Like I'm really like, there's a lot of love in this book, and it's a really solid read. I really recommend this if you have any, you know, anything about Power Rangers. It's probably the best comic that's ever come out for uh, with the franchise. Uh, James Bond came out number
0: seven. That's right. So that was a a good issue, and yeah, I, I recommend people, you know, getting. <laughs> It, it's still Warren Ellis writing mm-hmm. and and the art. Jason Masters. I mean, he's just been doing a top notch job from the beginning. So the the first trade I believe is out, or it's a hardcover, actually. So I I would recommend and that. And I, I'm I'm so glad that the the two are, are still on for at least you know who knows how long. You can never tell these days. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're they're still on here. Um, did you read? Grumpy Cat and Pokey? No. 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 I, did you read Ray? I really
1: wanted to. It was like number one on my list and I just fell behind. Uh, Ray, Ray came out. Read yeah, that. I didn't get I didn't get to any Valiant stuff either.
0: Um, Action Cat and Adventure Bug came out. <laughs> Is this all yeah comics? Yeah. So I like these. True story. Uh, but there's a, a funny part. So it's in Best of Comics where um, adorable cat gets gets knocked aside, falls in the bottom of the ocean. So it's like, oh, is this the end? But then she's kind of reborn, and it's it's just like phoenix. But but then there's a a comment because then sure her costume's like like purple and green. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. she's a villain now, and they are like, no. But, so, I, I that's that's a funny comic. I think that's it. Um, I think
1: so. Yeah, i was trying to think.
0: I didn't read Bebop and Rocksteady Destroy Everything This. this. Did I. No. I haven't
1: been too into that series it, it's, it's been fun series.
0: it's just been so goofy like kind of like all over the place I, I tried reading She-Wolf that was, that was kind of weird I'll have to say that uh, I'm behind I'm pretty deadly so I guess that's it was yep. there not a lot of comics this week or do we just zip through
1: uh, we zipped through because we lost a lot of uh, the podcast.
0: Ugh, this is going to be like the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, so we do have some, I think there's maybe some questions. Let's see. No, okay, okay. now I'm pissed at Matt. We did that one. <laughs> and I think we did this one from Nick Bundy, yeah, about Spider-Man, stories where Peter and Mary Jane are married. No. He says,
1: mm, "No, maybe we did."
0: Because uh, he said, "I'm reading Amazing Spider man Spirits of the Earth." I was wondering if you could recommend some stories where Peter, Mary Jean are married, like the ones that focus on them. See, that, that that's a hard question because basically stuff before a uh, brand new day, they're they were married, but in defense of the the marriage being whatever, there is a lot of stories where it's almost like. They didn't really know what to do with the two, yeah, and it's just like mary jane was was re- delegated to just staying at home, maybe she'd get put in peril or something, but yeah, so i I can't think of any that really focuses on on the two, so i I know they kind of start up in amazing I think it's two fifty nine so any stories after that? I mean Craven's last hunt. That was, you know, they were together during that. That was kind of a big deal. That's why Mary Jane hates the black costume. So any, yeah, I don't know. It's like we need more better. We need more Mary Jane stories. Um, here's a question from Clemens from Austria. This is Oren's Oren Klensklas. Sorry. Uh, He says I I got a couple questions on what's happening right now in Action Comics. So this is one I, I think I was talking to you about before the podcast. Somehow it seems like nobody but Superman knows who Doomsday is, but he appeared already in a doomed storyline. The reason Superman got infected was that he killed Doomsday. Also at the beginning of New 52, Superman visited Swamp Thing to check up on him. So this was in Swamp Thing number one. He said, I know how hard it is to come back. This seemed like he was referring to the death of Superman storyline. Also, pausing the email right there, uh, in that Grant Morrison, like towards the end of his run in Action Comics, there was a statue of Superman with the eagle. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wait, so did he die? Because in the the one image, it looked like he was wearing the shorts on the statue. It was kind of hard to see. And then the next issue when they showed a statue, it clearly wasn't. So it's like, wait, what? Okay, um, going back to the email. So two questions, what happened to the new 52 Superman when he quote unquote came back and how did everybody somehow forget about the huge thing that almost killed Superman and infected him to turn into a huge Hulk like thing? I just wonder if it's people in the comics world, both Marvel and DC, they just have short term memories. Cause like, you know, how many times has Galactus attacked New York city?
1: Uh, they totally make a joke about that in this week's Ultimates. Yeah, that, that's, why I, become a punchline. I,
0: that's, that's why I brought that up. It's like that, yeah. that's what happens. Like, like people, is, I, I, I don't know if it's like some sort of denial where these big crazy, crazy things, and then they have to kind of forget about it, move on. Otherwise, they're going to live their whole lives in fear that some big crazy superpowered something is going to come and destroy everything. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can't really live your life that way. So maybe yeah. that's it. They're like, oh, Superman, okay, whatever. Okay, he saved the day. Yay, let's go on. To go back to work. I got a meeting tomorrow. So I, I, it, it's a question. And that's my question, too, about this doomsday thing. Like, who, where did this doomsday come from that he's back in a the, in the green containment suit? And mm-hmm. people not know why did that place have him that those guys stole him and then accidentally, I'm assuming accidentally, knocked him out of their transport flying thing? So I guess we'll just have to wait and see um, unless somehow he's from convergence from the old timeline, which doesn't make sense because we'll have to see. It's a question for Dan Jergens. Um Clement. says, also on Friday's podcast, you're talking about how you're not sure when dark side war happened and how wonder woman saw Steve Trevor there for the last time. Since that happened before Superman lost his powers and turned kryptonite powered, it also had to have happened before Jim Gordon was Batman so I guess it really was a while since they last met. So I guess Dark Side War is before all of that. Sure. It just... But then the way... So I then has Lex been on... Because Lex was on Apocalypse for a little bit after that, I think. And now he's back. So could he have been there? I'm trying to think if he's been around anywhere since that time. Whatever I guess we just don't worry about it. Yeah. And I don't know if Steve showed up anywhere else, because I know he was in the last days of Superman story, or like when um when Superman dived into the, the kryptonite thing. But I guess we'll just have to see. Here's another one from Nick Nick Bundy says, "Hey guys, sorry for so many emails. I'm loving the new Squadron Supreme." And I was wondering if in new Avengers 2014, does it show the Illuminati killing the squadron's world? If so, what issues? So that was, that was at the point where I got behind on, on Hickman's Avengers when they're destroying all, all of the, the incursions that all the worlds were destroying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they show it, because again, this, from my understanding of the Squadron Supreme, they're all from different worlds that were destroyed. So, I don't know if they specifically showed their worlds being destroyed, or if it's just the assumption that, like, basically everything was getting destroyed when they were doing these things. I don't have an answer. Corey might have an answer if he was here. So, Nick, I would suggest, since Corey's not here, tweet, tweet your question to, to Corey, and maybe he'll, he'll answer that. And... I guess we can do a couple more because mm-hmm. we got some from the, the forums get caught up on here because um, I, I think some of these read here's one from Poncho this is from a, a little bit ago he said the first two comics I got when I was four years old was X-Men and Captain America and since I've been a huge fanboy of Scott Summers and Steve Rogers I also love dry white toast and vanilla ice cream notice a pattern. With the newest issue of Cap, something very massive has happened. I am not one for quick emotional reactions, but for the first time since reading comics as an adult, I am now having difficulty doing so. Superior Foes is one of my top ten favorite books ever, so I have enormous faith in Nick Spencer, but boy, this is heavy. My question is, is nothing sacred? Should a character's history be changed to such a point where they are not even the same character? If so, then why not use a different character? Old Man Logan is a great example of keeping the original character intact, but also telling great stories that you could not otherwise with original. I know it's way early to judge this story, but I cannot help but feel it, The truth is what it appears. All the captain merchandise I have throughout my home now fills me with grief. So the main thing is, okay. So issue two comes out this week and mm-hmm. we should get some more answers there. As, as far, you know, we, we see this all the time where characters pass are secretly changed. We we mm-hmm. you know we have that. The main thing here, which I think a lot of people are over, or are just assuming or are not realizing, even if Captain America had a tie to Hydra, that does not make him a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Hydra is not a Nazi organization. It is something that came out, and then the Red Skull and Baron Struck or whoever they they jumped in on it. But this Hydra goes way back, and you know, especially if you've been watching <coughs> Ages of Shield, you know it goes back thousands and thousands of years, way before this. They, the reason in the movie they, they brought in Hydra was to get away from the Nazis because they didn't want to, you know, have that oh Cap's fighting Nazis. Like, no, he's fighting Hydra science, you know, division agents, stuff like that. So they just used the organization. And so in the flashbacks with Steve's mom and whether or not she gets involved with Hydra, Hydra was a different thing back then. Maybe they still had evil intentions, we're not sure. I mean, there's still so much that we don't know. So we'll have to see and that i I'm, I'm assuming there's got to be some twist if if cap has been hydra loyal all this time that makes zero sense because you know there's been so many times he's fought hydra and even if it was like some like okay we got to do this or i got to put up this you know this illusion but we'll just have to have to see
1: i yeah it's too soon to judge and as myself a like a, a very big captain america fan for most of my life it's I under, I can understand why people are upset, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's it's been one issue, so we're good.
0: Yeah. So we just have to have to let's see if there's some some reason for it. I, yeah. I I I can't. I'm only gonna assume the best, but mm-hmm. I don't have the answers yet. But I'm I'm sure. Read this week's issue. That's all all I can say. Okay. Extreme Guardian says. I had a question about how you manage your collections. I just moved and am trying to manage a ten thousand plus issue collection of Marvel comics. I've decided I need to downsize how do you pick which issue runs are worth keeping, if any, and how do you actually store them? long boxes, long boxes everywhere. Thanks for the help and a great podcast I would say you pick the the ones that are most meaningful to you like you know mm-hmm. if you're flipping through your books, something jumps out at you, you do that um, i I just think it's realistically when you have that many books, you can't hold on to everything. Mm-mm. And I mean, I gave away so many comics just here in the office when we moved from one floor to the other because there's no place to put them. And I was just like, okay, I, as, as I was putting my stacks on the floor of my office into these you know, packing boxes, I was pulling stuff out that, that I thought were cool or you know stuff like that. But it's like you just – you can't. And, yeah, there's just things like, well, what about the valuable stuff? And, you know, obviously you'd want to pull those out. But these days there's not a whole lot that's valuable. And if it's going to be valuable, you have to have it graded. It has to be a really great condition. I almost think it's not even worth it unless you have the time to devote to selling stuff. Or if you want to keep it for your, your kids at, at some point, all that, you know, I, I don't even know. Like I, I'm thinking with my daughter who's totally into all this comic stuff. She has not really read any of my old comics because, you know, there's a point, it's like, when, when is she going to be old enough to kind of read it? But there's just so many, too, and just trying to get her to start reading, you know, if, if she were to start reading Captain America. You know, she's going to read the current stuff and then try to jump back to the old stuff. It's, it's just, I don't even know if it's it's a possibility that she would ever, you know, have the time to look at through them. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like, just keep what you want, donate the other ones, just sell them if you can but yeah, it's just, it's just it's too much now that you know things are digital it's just it's easier to manage that way even though you know you may have to rebuy stuff which you know that is could be a problem there uh, trevor McDonough says i recently watched a new tarantino movie the hateful 8 it got me thinking what if quentin tarantino was selected to direct to direct a comic book film what character do you think he would be best for thanks guys love the podcast keep up the work
1: Someone that has long monologues that never end. Who could that be? Moon
0: Knight? Moon Knight's always the answer, right? I don't know if I'd want him to do Moon Knight. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, who would it be good? Who, who talks a lot? Deadpool? How would we do a Deadpool movie?
1: No, it has to be an intelligent conversation. Deadpool's not intelligent? Uh, no, n- No. Um... Did Tarantino write any? of never wrote any comics. Uh, no, he, uh, he did something at Dynamite, he, didn't he? No, yeah, that's right. He did Django
0: Unchained. That was DC. That was Vertigo, actually. But yeah, I thought he did something at Dynamite. Uh, I don't know. Unless there was a Hateful Eight or something comic. But I just remember, I think it was at New York or somewhere, he, he did a Dynamite panel. There's something going on. I don't remember what it was. I'm totally blanking.
1: So uh, he could do Green Arrow Quiver, which was written by Kevin Smith. I, I don't I don't I don't know if like well directing and writing. I mean I don't know I don't have an answer.
0: Oh, it was uh, the, the Django uh, Unchained Zoro. Oh,
1: crossover. that's right, that's right.
0: Which I don't remember that coming out. I'm assuming it came out. Wait, Comic Con 2014.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was a long time ago two years ago I, I don't even know continuing p.s if any of you have seen the hateful eight what were your thoughts about it i never got around to seeing it it was like gone out of theaters before i had a chance
1: i liked it it was very 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 talky more so than most of his movies but i enjoyed it and pps back at last year's san
0: diego comic-con i was able to get into the outcast panel and they showed us that certain scenes involving a they showed us that certain scene involving a kid and a cockroach. To say the least, everyone in the audience was pretty grossed out, including me, but it did get me sort of curious about the show. So what did you guys think about the scene? I thought it was did a good.
1: <laughs> it, it disturbed me very much, but it, I love it. so.
0: I Yeah, it, I thought it, it was a, a great way to start it because it's just so disturbing in that and it really sets the tone for where the show can go. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's another episode came out, huh? Yeah, it was good. I haven't watched it yet. I still haven't watched Wayward Pines. Yeah, We didn't watch Wayward Pines last week. And I'd never finished last week's. I'm falling so far behind now. I didn't finish last week's Preacher. So then I'm assuming there was one Sunday.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch that one yet. Because Game of Thrones was on.
0: So now I'm an an episode and three-fourths behind on Preacher. So no time for anything. And speaking of no time, there's no time for the rest of this podcast. So apologies. Yeah, like we said, we lost about 20, 25 minutes of just us rambling on. So I have no idea what happens. I, I think something happened with this computer. It's just the memory was full or something. That doesn't make sense. But we will do a podcast on Friday. Um, it I, it may, I, whether we call it supermassive or regular, I don't know. I don't know if it really matters. <laughs> Uh, let us know if you think it matters, but there won't be one next Monday because of 4th of July. So we'll try to get through all the comics on Friday, try to read everything, get stuff ready and just keep getting ready for San Diego. And I guess that's it. And all right. Joshua Williamson's online.
1: I just saw that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just call him up. Hey, we, I w- if, if, if we had time, I would totally randomly call him and be like, I've never done that. I just randomly call someone on Skype because I think it would be kind of rude. Yeah. But we have that. All right. That is it. So if you have questions, podcast at comicvine.com. Let us know what you think of everything. And be sure, yeah, we definitely got to talk about Captain America on Friday because mm-hmm. that's going to be crazy. Like a fox.
1: Is it done? Playing
0: music? Oh, yeah. That's what I, right. You couldn't hear it. I, yeah, no. It was a very, very rough, like, it was like all of a sudden, stop.